everyone, and welcome to some more Naya Wrestling. It's me here, Mark Sylvester, and today we are joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the greatest man alive, Richie Filmer! Good morning, afternoon, evening, and brunch time. I've not been on this podcast in God knows how many years. I'm super glad to be back, and uh, we've just come back from a live show. This is going to be an awesome podcast, and I'm excited to be back, Mark. How the devil have you been? I've been good, thank you, Richie, man. I know it's been far too long, and it's finally nice to have you back on, on the pod, and we've got to do this more often again, mate. We, we used to love doing our little podcast. We used to do like the little um, side ones, and then the main show on the way home. Yeah, well, life got busy. I had my little girl, and you know she's old enough now that I can sort of devote more time to this, and obviously we've done a lot of recording in... Um, Lockdown. Lockdown, yeah, I think we used to do like one a week, didn't we? We'd be like, both, both aboard, let's do something, let's record, yeah, hell yeah, so. So, yeah, but yeah, yeah. now I'm back on the, back on the, uh, back on the podding uh, scene now, mate, so yeah, I'm uh, excited and uh, let's go. Let's go indeed, mate, yes, let's go. So today we went to see at the Copper, uh, Copper Box Arena, which is in Stratford, which is basically right next to the London Stadium, we went to see New Japan Pro Wrestling, Royal Quest 3. Hmm. So uh, we thought go for a bit of a change of pace, change of scenery. We normally go to New York Hall for Rev Pro, but we thought, you know what? We've been to Wembley Stadium, we've been to here, we've been to there. You know, let's try something else. Let's try New Japan again. And yeah, it was a good show, and the arena itself was quite uh, good. Quite full. I mean, probably about 70% full, I reckon. I mean, there was a few empty spaces, but yeah. as Will Ospreay said, people, you know, people don't have that sort of like excess money that like they used to do. Absolutely. And it was just cool to have, be in a room full of like-minded people as well. It was. And, you know, we've not experienced, like either of us, like been to the Copper Box Arena before. So we didn't know what to expect. Um, acoustically, it's fantastic. It's a much more modern building than the York Hall. The York Hall is still the same. York Hall still feels like home for us when we do Rev Pro. Yeah. And this was a New Japan slash Rev Pro show. I mean, the actual ring apron was still Rev Pro. But, um, yeah, York Hall... We love, but Copper Box today or this evening, and um, really, really, really good show. Like, yeah, really good show. I mean, the last two matches alone were like both for me at least five star matches. Yeah, me those too. two matches were great. Yeah, me too. And obviously, the we we haven't that long come back from all in. So I mean, what we now we are what's the date? So we are the fourteenth of October. And it was only last month we was at all in. So yeah. we've gone from basically a mega super AAA show to like a B show um, and I think wrestling it kind of you don't need to be in a huge arena to give it an atmosphere because the atmosphere tonight was absolutely on point and I think on New Japan like World or whatever if anyone caught it live you probably see us on the hard cam marking out but man it really was a fantastic atmosphere from top to bottom the card was stacked uh, I mean, you had 10 matches and the time went so quickly. It was only three hours long, which for a wrestling event, you kind of like, praise the Lord, it wasn't like a four or five hour show like some shows are like. But no. yeah, man, I thought it was great. We had a bit of a, a an adventure before the show because basically the, we went to get some merch or I went to get some merch. I'm so sorry, Richie. <laughs> and basically, we were told if you go upstairs, you better better Wi-Fi. So like, okay, then so we spoke to one of the stewards. He let us up and then we try to get... Through, had so much issues, and then we said, go outside, come down the stairs, and walk yeah. probably about a thousand or fifteen hundred steps. And it's just like, in a sense, as much as I love my merch, I'm a bit kind of like, was it really worth it? If you know what I mean? I was going like, to say it was an expensive 
Wolf, wasn't it? I mean, it was, yes. Basically, well, we steps in, though. Yeah, I've got my steps up. My, my uh, smartwatch was going crazy. But, uh, yeah, it's... Um, I think the guy that let us up really shouldn't... Basically, what it was is we was on the ground floor, so we was on the ground, like, next to ringside, and we wanted to buy some merch, but Mark did. And then... We went to buy it, didn't we? And the ladies, yeah, we did, yeah. The lady's like, little Wi-Fi connector wasn't working to pay on the card. So she said, go upstairs. So we asked the guy. The guy went, yeah, let us upstairs. We bought some merch. Mark bought some merch. I bought a beer. And then we had to end up walking around the whole stadium because no one would let us uh, down no, to our seat. And then we had a really nice one, but he was going to. And we had this crouch job. I was like, no, I'm coming through. No, I'm coming through. Man, they need to sort out. I reckon that wasn't like event stuff. I reckon that was like third party. Like, I, I reckon so, yeah. He was a really moody guy. But it didn't dampen the atmosphere because once we got to our seats, we was ready to go. Yeah, we were, definitely, man. And the first match we had was between Robbie X versus Taiji Ishimori. Basically, Bone Soldier from Bullet Club. Fucking fantastic. Um, opening match, really good. Obviously, Robbie X, a high flyer in his own right. Uh, I call him Bone Soldier because I just butcher his real name. <laughs> yeah, um, I do as well. I, I probably butchered his real name as well. He reminds me of like a hamster on steroids. Oh, uh, yeah. Did, did you not see how fucking massive he is? He's always been massive. He's like, been like, he's fucking got a lot of beef on him. He's kind of like the, the Mike Tyson of pro wrestling in terms of like, Quite short and just built like a fridge. Yes, but he can move though. He has. He's a bit like the Brock Lesnar kind of type, where he's built like a fridge, but he can move really fast. And Robbie X is still great as well and stuff. And it was cool to see some of his big moves and stuff, and how he got a great reaction as well, where you can yeah. kind of see the Rev Pro influence in it by having a lot, in a sense, a lot of Rev Pro people. But it helps Rev Pro because it gets them onto the New Japan shows, which then hopefully will then get them to be bigger and yeah get him onto New Japan as well I'm a massive fan of cross promoting and obviously this was a cross promotion match straight out, straight out of the gate so Robbie X Bone Soldier nothing really to write home about Bone Soldier went over but um, yeah. it weren't nothing to write home um, what I quite liked about this show is it kind of set a pace so the first match being kind of like a lightweight cruiserweight match but they didn't throw all the high flying manoeuvres in straight away I think they were I think there was one dive to the outside, so nothing was repeated. That's one thing I did like about this show. Like, every match served its own purpose. It wasn't like an AEW show where the first match they'd have tables and chairs, then the yeah. main event's a hardcore match. Do you think, well, I've seen it tonight. They kept everything fresh. Um, oh, definitely, definitely. And also, as well, the good thing about the match as well, too, it's like you found the pace but like you said as well it's one of those things where it's just like it was quite short you didn't uh, it didn't overstate as well thing it wasn't like every match was half an hour 40 minutes they made each match like worth its weight in gold i mean yeah I know it's a bit, a bit of a spoiler but before the in a sense the main main team matches like the love final two i think each match potentially didn't go even above 10 minutes which no. obviously and that was really really good because the semi-main and the main did go on but that's what you want to do because that's, yes. that's what people have come to see. Um, How did you find the thing where the guy was saying five minutes gone, uh, five minutes gone? At first, I was a bit kind of like, really? It's kind of, I, I don't want to know how long it is, but then I kind of thought after a while, it kind of made it seem more like, okay, are they going to do a yeah. draw? Are they going to have it so making it more like, oh my God, the match is going to end soon, who's going to win kind of thing as well? Well, back in old school wrestling, that used to be normal, but that was part of um, the show. Five minutes remaining, or five minutes have gone. Um, 
that used to be a thing, but WWE now don't actually say how long a match is for. Um, the following contest scheduled for one fall with a 30-minute time limit. That's a thing of the past. So Yeah, it is. Maybe Japan. I've not watched any Japan kind of like domestic shows for a while on sort of like on YouTube or Access. So maybe that kind of might be their thing again. Yeah. Um, which is great because it gives you another out. You know, if, if you if you don't want someone to sort of look bad or you don't want to put someone over too strong or for the storyline, you can have a time limit, you know, you couldn't get the job done in 10 minutes. Let's have a half hour main event match. So there's there's reason for it. Um, but I quite like that aspect, you know. I think it was um, quite cool to know also as well, kind of like the following contest is scheduled for one fall with a 10 minute time limit. You thought, this is going to be short. You weren't yeah. going to be like, um, oh, on, half on. hour. Like, yeah, it's going to go yeah. 10 minutes regardless, which I quite liked. Mm. I liked it. Yeah, man. Yeah, I liked it as well. And also as well, I felt the open match put over both men quite well. You got to see, if you've never seen Robbie X before, you got to see some of his best stuff. Yeah. You've never seen Koji um, Ishinori, um, that sort of thing. That was yeah. really good as well too. So, so yeah, great opening match. Yeah, not much to talk about, but solid match, yeah. yeah. Yeah, solid match. The second match we had was between Trent Seven versus El Desperado. Now, for me, I thought that was quite an interesting match to have Trent Seven come out as well. Do you reckon they might potentially take on Trent Seven? Because I know he lost against El Desperado, but the way he was able to kind of like be big against him, use his heelish stuff and yeah. all that kind of stuff as well. Um, Trent Seven. Trent Seven, Trent Seven, Trent Seven. <sighs> Trent Seven. Yeah, I mean, he's a British strong style kind of like staple. Um, I enjoyed the match. I don't, I don't know the guy, and I'm not. I don't want to talk out of turn. Great worker. He's probably more of a, um, probably more of a coaching role now because of his NXT background, mm-hmm. and obviously he was one of Triple H's kind of like right hand men to like train the new guys. I mean, he doesn't look like a wrestler. I know no, he doesn't know. Nor does Kofi Bloody King, you know, uh, Co- Eddie Kingston. Sorry, but. Um, yeah, the match was all right. Yeah, I, it's probably one of my least favourites on the card tonight. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think the thing that made it better for me was how good of a heel Trent Seven was and how he was able to play up to the crowd and stuff and get the crowd involved. And and when he came out as well, you can kind of feel that sort of like atmosphere of being old to Trent Seven because, you know, like yeah. his WWE background and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, when they said the, 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 the one of the best chants of the night was, where is your partner? Yes. I thought that was actually pretty fun. Or also the other one, I was like, where is your, where was your belt? Because he stole the Red Pro Championship. That's when he had that little feud with uh, Michael Oku as well. So, yeah. So, yeah. 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 Right, yeah, it was okay. Nothing to write home about. Again, these are the first two matches of the cards. It was a good show. The best things about these matches, like we said earlier, short matches, they're 10 minutes. It's come in, have a bit of fun, do some best hits and leave. Yeah. And that's what the crowd wanted tonight, and it was good, yeah. So, oh, nothing to write home, nothing nothing wrong with a match, nothing outstanding. It was just a match. they done, yeah. they done a wrestling. Yeah, they did, yes, very they much. They did a wrestling very yes. well. It's wrestling! The first ma- third match we had, sorry, was between Luke Jacobs versus Yoto Yushi. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. I'm so bad, I'm, I butch- I'm so sorry. If I butch these names in any way, I apologise. 
Yeah. But yeah, I thought this match was um, pretty good. Don't really, really remember it very well because obviously it's one of the first few matches. But I like that, like we said earlier, their pacing was quite good. It didn't feel uh, too long. It was a good amount of time. And when it ended, I was like, oh, another, another match that was like less than 10 minutes again. So, yeah, another quick match. Yeah. Um, I like that Jacobs are some of Red Pryor really liked his work. Um, I think he's kind of coming into the main event scene now. I can imagine him working with Michael Oku and putting on some really good stuff. Apparently, uh, oh yeah, I remember him now. So apparently he had a really good match against Ishii at the Web Pro 11th anniversary. Apparently they were saying that was one of the best matches of the entire weekend. Yeah, well to me. It was really good. But then again, he was really good. Like, some of the moves he was doing as well was insane. Oh yeah, I mean he's an old school Japanese worker. But Jacobs, I remember when we went to the Rumble, the Rev Pro Rumble, he stood out then. I thought he done it. I thought he had a really good sort of like um, shining in that, and I'm glad they're using him for these bigger shows. Um, yeah, I reckon he's a name to keep an eye on. Who's that other guy that I used to like who ended up beating up the referee? Um, oh, Josh Brolin. Yeah, I think he could be the next Josh. Like in the fact of the size of him, he's a strong guy. Um, he seems quite clean cut. You, you never hear a bad word about him in the industry, and there's a lot of bad people in this game. So, yeah. Yeah, Luke Jacobs, man, big props to him. He didn't go over, though, did he not? No, 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 no. A lot of the, um, a lot of the hills kind of went over, didn't they? Yeah, it was quite hill-heavy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah, very hill-heavy as well. And I quite liked as well with the announcing, it was all to do with, like, um, in the blue corner and the red corner kind of adding more to the sports like filter as well. The Japanese style. Yeah. yeah. And the next match we had was for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. Yes, Dan Maloney. Between Dan Armand, Dan, uh, Dan the Man Maloney. Absolutely. And uh, Drillum uh, Clark Connors versus Cameron Kay and Leon Slater. I thought this match was good. I mean, this match was another match I felt had a good amount of time. Yeah. Yes, they showed you some big moments and some big spots, but it didn't take away from the later matches so when so when there are even more bigger moments came it didn't feel like you were like oh but they did it earlier earlier in the night you know I think this was the first um, match that was kind of like story fed which I yes. really enjoyed um, and the uh, I should have counted how many times they spat at each other as well oh my god that was fin- no, no that was the Finley match later on we'll get to oh, that oh was it the Finley match oh I, I thought I thought it was that nah, match as it, well it was the, yeah there was a bit of spitting there was a lot of spit tonight Yes, I think New Japan, they like their spit. They like the spit. They I like think it things. was called the New Japan Royal Quest Free Spit As Much As You Like show. Yes. Um, I bet you there was a competition like, who's going to can spit the furthest? Oh, you can. Well, that was like Finley. Yes, yes. Oh, definitely. That was the way that was for but sure. Coming back to the <laughs> IWGP cruise, uh, light heavyweight sort of uh, tag trials. Um, yeah, Bullet Club. Bullet, what do they call themselves? The Bullet Club War Dogs. Um, yeah. Dan Maloney, again, at the, at the Royal Rumble, or the Red Pro Rumble, he had a singles match, and I can't remember who he was against. It was before he was part of the Bullet Club, and by God, I said to you, I remember saying, this guy is awesome. He looks yes. like a pro wrestler. He's got the physique. He's got the, he's got the style. He's relaxed in there, and I think having that Bullet Club Hill kind of character now, he could be cocky, slow his game down, work Hill, work from sort of underneath feed the baby face um, yeah I, I thought this match was fantastic I really 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 dig this match um, big pops in the match again nothing really to speak home about in terms of oh do you remember when they done a brain buster and it was absolutely devastating but 
no one was on their ass. Everyone was standing up, cheering the match the whole oh, way yeah. through. Oh, huge, hugely. And they were bringing through. the people in. Like, they, they really were. Um, even the face team was absolutely yeah. fantastic. You know, I, I, yeah, definitely. Sorry. I, I just find the most interesting thing for me is a few years ago, the Bullet Club were so popular. Now they're like the proper hills that everyone, like, booze now. Well, yeah. I mean, there was always been a hill faction, but, yeah. Um, I think it just shows just how long we haven't seen much of it at all to be like, oh, my fucking God, these guys are, like, the bad guys now. And yeah. didn't, didn't Dan Maloney turn to the Bullet Club tonight on the Red Pro Rumble, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, yes, he, joined, he, he joined the Bullet Club, yeah. He joined Bullet Club post-match. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There you go. So, there you go. That shows how long we haven't seen it. So, he's... So since the Royal Rumble, the Rev Pro Rumble, which was in the Royal Rumble season, yeah, he's joined Bullet Club, and he is now the IWGP Junior Tag Team Champion, along with his partner, who I've never met or seen before in my life. I mean, fantastic match. Again, nothing to speak home about. Just great storytelling. They brought the people in. You hated Bullet Club. And you wanted to cheer for Leon Slater and his tag team partner. You wanted them to win and when you thought, oh my God, they're going to win it. Yeah. When they kicked out, I was like, oh no, they, they didn't win. So, as more started, the great, that was a great hot tag as well too, which you need, you need a great hot tag. It's like, you know, great, great old school storytelling. But Leon Slater, again, he had another good show in the Rumble. So, I'm finding that a lot of the things we're seeing now, we saw, what, six months ago at Red Throat? Yeah, it would have so, been six months, yeah, because we, uh, we didn't go to Summer Sizzler, nor the anniversary, because apparently at Summer Sizzler, that's when Michael Oku beat the Great O'Kan for the title. Yeah, and now he's based for the Empire, so, yeah. yeah. And the next match we had was between Gorillas of Destiny, Tambaloa and Tamba Tonga, versus the Bullet Club War Dogs, which was uh, with David Finley, etc. Finley's crew. Yeah, yeah, Finley's crew. I mean... For me, I was like, what the fuck? I, didn't, I generally didn't realise G.O.D. had left the Bullet Club. And I thought, was it Tambaloa, who was the main face guy today? Who, what, the, what, not the one who took his shirt off. The other one, who was kind of like doing the big facey moves and stuff. And doing like the clap, slap one guy, slap the other guy, slap the other guy. And then yeah, the so Tamatonga is the one in red. And Tangaloa was the one in white. Oh, okay. And then you had El Fantasmo just jumping around all over the place so yeah yeah the last time I saw G.O.D Tamatonga had left and went face on his own oh okay um, and left Tangaloa um, as a heel and Al Fantasmo was also working heel so again this shows how long we haven't seen it G.O.D are back together with Al Fantasmo and they're working face against Bullet Club so G.O.D. is nothing to do with the Bullet Club. I don't think it really was anyway. I think it's kind of like a side match. I think so, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, this was a fun match. Yeah, wasn't it, man? Yeah, it was good fun. I mean, the three guys, are, like, you can definitely tell Tangaloa is a really good face. Like He has that great baby face fire in him. Yeah. He has a great baby face reaction. Obviously, the Bullet Club themselves are massive heels. Saw as well that spitting amount of time they spat. Oh. me sideways. I've probably counted about 10 times they probably spat. It was awful. And then they started the fans as well too. I'm like, well, I didn't agree with that. I, I didn't. I didn't. I feel like you should maybe spit at each other, but not the fans, because you know, some fans might not like to be spat at or like to that sort is of that thing. Is that a criminal offence to spit at someone? Yeah, it is. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. But 
Yeah, again, um, to come back to the match, yeah, obviously Bullet Club were working heel. Um, they were controlling most of the match, um, being in sort of control of the match. Typical baby face fire working underneath. Um, and then eventually the baby faces won. Um, yeah, I was just quite surprised actually. I thought it was quite good. Yeah, yeah, it was nice to see. Um, who got the pinball, was it? El Fantasma, wasn't it? Was it was Fantasma, yeah. yeah. And it was quite cool to see him as face again. I remember he was part of the Bullet Club. He was. Last time I saw El Fantasma was on an episode of um, New Japan, sort of like whether their daily weekly show is, sorry. Ah, oh, okay, well, the Access show he used to Yeah, do. the Access show. And he was working heel with Jay White. Obviously, Jay White now is in AEW and sort of, you know, it's, things have changed so much. Wrestling is so quick. There's so much to watch. You can, I know. You, you know, you can lose plots. But, I mean, we're back now. Know your wrestling is back. And don't worry, we'll be more um, frequent with our podcast and Mark's going to be uh, all in my arse to keep jumping on. So, don't worry, guys. We will get back into the full swing of things and know yeah. what's actually happening. We're just giving you a live reaction. Definitely. So. And also, as well, if Rick's up for doing it, um, beginning of next year, I'm going to start doing WrestleMania Road to WrestleMania 40. So if you want to be a part of it as well, Richie, where we review every WrestleMania together, yeah. please let me know and I'll be quite good, ready to ready for it when WrestleMania 40 hits. So we'll be reviewing every WrestleMania from 1 to 40. It's going to be a long road, guys, but it's going to be uh, full of laughs. We're going to have uh, a few quizzes, try and get some people involved and... Um, yeah, we're going to have fun with it. We're going oh, to have definitely. fun. Just... We're going to have a massive amount of fun. We're going to talk a lot of the bollocks, which is what we love. And yep, we love bollocks. And then we do Fine. indeed. And then I'm thinking as, as quizzes, we can quiz each other and see who gets the right amount of points when it comes to maybe a certain like manual or something where we can do like the each, each maybe each WrestleMania. Yeah. We can be like, all right, I do WrestleMania 1, you do 2, then you do 3, I do 4, okay. or even odds and evens. And then we kind of questions like all right then what was the number one song what was the number one this number one that just or just right. or just whatever five questions we want about that sort of thing yeah. but we don't know what but then it'll be just a surprise you know you, one one moment you could do oh all right then what was the number one game and then the following week you could be like oh forget about the game what was what was the number one song in japan or you know something <laughs> like that because yeah. that way it makes you think yeah okay i'm up for that but yeah we'll um like mark said all the way to 40 we'll have a laugh we're making fun even if it's a shit show like four was four's fucking terrible. Yeah, honestly. And nine. Nine. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. 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 We're, we're, yeah. I mean, join the, us on the right, guys. Yeah, definitely. The one one I'm most looking forward to both us reviewing. Then again, it'll probably be a bit of a love fest. at seventeen. Yeah. And eighteen. Eighteen. But that's that's more of a one match show, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And the next match we had was between Bren. <laughs> Sorry. Brilliant. Um, Look at this, guys. <laughs> yeah, Red Narita and Shota Umino versus United Empire, the Great Okan and Francesco Akira. I thought this was quite an interesting match. I love the fact as well that Shota Umino came out through the crowds. We got said so he got to give him a big high five kind of thing. That was pretty cool. I I fist bumped him. Yeah, you did. I thought it was pretty cool. I I was going to, but he missed his I fisted Shooter. You did indeed. Yes. I fisted Shooter, and by God, it felt good. Do you think? Uh, he looks like he look because the he the way he looks and like his style clothing and stuff looks a lot like a young Tanahashi. Ah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, I reckon he models himself on him. I do as well because he definitely looks. Yeah, and I thought that match was great. Shota Umino is brilliant. 
Uh, great, cool to see the great O'Card as well again. It was weird we... having two. This was the first match, and I think it's the first, or it might be the only, where both teams were face. Yeah, in my are the, opinion. Are the United Empire face? Is it more Osprey when he's in the UK as a face? Because I, I never really get the whole. Is is it kind of like a Bret Hart Hart Foundation kind of thing? So when they're in their home country, they're a face, but when they're in Japan, they're heels. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the problem. So I think they booked it and then realised maybe, how's this going to work in the UK? So everyone just appreciated the art, but yeah, it was... Um, and I quite like, the, quite like the way the Empire works, because isn't each wrestler, I know besides Japan, but isn't most of the wrestlers in it, because it's the United Empire, from the Commonwealth? Yeah. Yeah, that's the whole idea of it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as far as the match went, I enjoyed it. It was the first match without that heel face dynamic. Um, I think United Empire started working or teasing sort of a bit of heelish movement. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, it was nothing to write home about. Good match, but yeah, that's all it was. Match, yeah. Um, yeah, great. You know, Bowls Mount, so I'd give it probably five stars. No, three stars, sorry, working in Tokyo. So it was good. It was all right. Yeah, it was all right, yeah. Even there. Um, could, have, could have been more, could have been less. I mean, it was a good, fun, uh, pre-10-minute match. So, yeah. Yeah. And the next match we had was between just five guys, Doku and Sonada, versus Los Ingles de Japan, Bushi and Tatsuya Naito. I thought, like, we were saying before, like, I kind of feel like as much as it's cool to see Sonada as world champion or heavyweight world champion, whatever they call him now, I kind of find it to be a bit generic, but I thought it was interesting to have the world champion and Naito in a, in a tag match, rather than having both of them in singles matches as well. Yeah, it's um, obviously he's Naito. Naito won the G1, so he's kind of going to be the he's the number one contender. So it's maybe uh, I mean you could say oh they're touching gloves, but not being funny when. Sonata was like the Skull King. He worked with Nate Knight all the time, so it's not like they're unfamiliar. Um, I don't like Sonata like this. I don't, I don't. I find him quite generic and boring, but then again, I can't really say much more than that because I don't really watch much New Japan. I haven't really seen it as much as I used to <laughs> because I don't have no time to be really doing anymore because of work and stuff. Well, and it's a bit kind of like. And I mean, his moves are good. He's Christmas part. Oh, he's. Yeah, the, I mean, yeah. the, I mean, seeing about in real life, I kind of appreciate it more. But I still prefer the IWGP title belt more. One hundred percent, like one hundred and ten percent. When it comes to Sonada, I was a massive Sonada fan. And when we was at the Summer Sizzler, and he kind of made the surprise entrance, and then he got involved in a six-man tag, I was probably the biggest part there. I loved his music. Um, I love the masks he used to wear. You know, he used to have the bright, like, um, yellow hair. It, it, it was so cool. And now he's kind of like this clean-cut, good-looking chisel. I mean, he's always had a fantastic body. And his work is absolutely brilliant. I mean, you couldn't choose a better person to put the main title, like, championship on. But, I don't know. He's just, there's nothing exciting about him. No, isn't there? No, not really. I don't know how long it's going to hold the... I reckon he'll lose it at probably Wrestle Kingdom. Or maybe he might lose it earlier. Maybe I might do um, Naito against Okada again. Naito's not getting any younger. I don't think he's ever won the heavyweight. 
No, um, he's never won that. I don't think he's won the heavyweight. I know he's won the IWGP. Because uh, well, one of the things I liked about the whole uh, ring announcing as well is when they were coming out, they would like be like, this is the seventh IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. This is the 17th US, UK Champion. This is how many times. Yeah. This champion, so it kind of gives that extra prestige to the type to the champion. It gives so, it kind of like a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. yeah. So even if they might have lost a title twice before, there's it's like they are at this time the the blah 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 type champion. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's. I mean, everyone stood up in when he made his entrance. It was, it was kind of like a, you know, still excited to see Sonata. And I love the fact that his career has put him in his trajectory, but I just hope it pays off. Right? I know it's Japanese pro wrestling, but you still need characters. Like, Okada was still a character. Kenny Omega was, like, the cleaner, like, in Japan. Yeah. Like, AJ Styles was, like, evil AJ Styles, and he was, like, you know what I mean, Bullet Club. And, yeah. You know, it was kind of cool, but you look at Sonata and say, OK, what's Sonata's character? He's got a really, really good haircut. Yeah, and, a, of, and an amazing pair of boots, and you yeah. go, "Wow, okay, what, what, what's about him?" Then you know, like it, it kind of makes it seem like he is. I'm mean, he's a he's a Pokemon term here. It seems like he's a young boy, but the mega mega evolution of, of a young boy. Yeah, he's like Shooter but with a strap. Yeah, back in the day, Shooter's not a young boy now, but yeah, but you know what I mean, though, no, because yeah. his gear would look very young boyish. I'm not sure if uh, Gato wanted to do it because he wanted to be like that's. You know, uh, get in the, the women crowd and stuff who like this kind of style, but, but also, you know, I, I suppose kind of like it took away a lot of his character for me. I suppose, yeah, like, without John Cena, like, he isn't like the long haired, greasy pro wrestler like The Undertaker. He's like your traditional wrestler. They, you know, this time of age, he had like the short hair, yeah, you know, well spoken, like, maybe that's the idea that, or the kind of like, I don't know, like the line, the trajectory, they wanted to go with Sonata, but I just hope it pays off for him. Yeah, me too, man, me too. See him in here and how over Naito was, I think they, I reckon Naito's going to win this championship. He's a, they even said at the start of the match, number one contender for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. You go, well, why are you saying that? You're reminding everyone that he could be the next guy. Yeah, I totally. I think it's Naito's time. After this match, I think it's Naito's time. Yeah, same here, same here. And also, I thought it was quite interesting after the match, they had a bit of a stare down and Naito had a tote bag. Yeah, what was that bag all about? I'm guessing it was supposed to be the briefcase, because you know he's wacky and crazy, he ended up being the. the uh, up being the bag. Yeah, yeah. Bushi's great Mr. Sonata. Yes. Which, again, doesn't really make sense because Sonata was working heel the whole match, and then right at the end, they blow mist into his face, and I was like. That's a bit of a heelish thing to do. And it wasn't even like a funny thing. It was kind of like a, ooh. Yeah, it was, like, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. I think that might have just come off. Um, in terms of, it's probably more of a progressive storyline for the main event of Wrestle Kingdom in January, maybe. Yeah. So obviously that's starting to approach now. We're in October. So yeah, maybe they're sowing seeds. Yeah, yeah, January 4th. I, I reckon they're sowing seeds. I reckon that's all tonight was. It was a transition match so yeah nothing to talk about it was okay um sonata didn't take the loss it was done by his tag team partner um and then naito picked up the uh the w. win 
Yeah, but on the W, yeah. It's a good discussion. Yeah, I love that kind of round the world reverse DDT thing. Yeah, I thought it was cool, but it's yeah, a lovely right. move. Very nice. The next match we had was between Michael Oku, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Eddie Kingston versus United Empire, consisting of TJP, Jeff Cobb, and Harari. I thought this match was alright. I mean, as much as I love Tana- Tanahashi, I think he's an absolute legend. Should be respected for what he's done for wrestling, but he's just going off to me, man. He just, it, just some of the moves he was doing, uh, you, you, well. you can tell he's had a lot of wear and tear on his body. You can tell, yeah. he, you know, he's had too much punishment to his body and stuff. But it was cool to see him live, though. And I thought Eddie Kingston was, as much as I'm not a massive Eddie Kingston fan, it's cool to see him. Obviously, I tried to for Eddie because he's like, oh my god, he's there, sort of thing. But yeah. and it was cool to see him. And I thought. The bit when he was just chopping the guy in the corner several times, a bit kind of like, really? Yeah. I was. I, I didn't really react to that. I was like, okay, other people are on the side. Yeah. I found the match a joke. Um, you know, you had Michael Oku, who's our Red Pro champion in there. Eddie Kingston, who's like, what champion? Ring of on the world. Ring of Ring of on a world and the New Japan Strong World. So he's got two straps, like. I mean, we had a guy on, on who obviously paid good money to be on the same seats we were, and he ended up walking out for a fag, and he shouted at Cope, like he must, like Eddie must have heard him say, "You're a crap wrestler," and go back, like you're, you're absolutely, you're, it was really offensive, wasn't it? Like, yeah, it was really, really it was bad. Hate. Yeah, yeah, we a lot of us were looking like, "What the fuck is this guy saying?" And Someone yeah, said, was... "Like, calm down, mate. Like, Jesus Christ, this is pro wrestling. We're here for a laugh." Like, yeah. Um, I mean, we boo your boo the guy you don't like, but don't be a dick about it, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, it wasn't. It wasn't even in character. I think he generally just hated him as a worker. I mean, I'm, don't be wrong. I'm not a. I'm not a big Eddie Kingston fan. I'm not going to sit here and say, "Man, do you remember that match with Eddie Kingston when like." The heavens opened up and God come down and sat ringside. It was that good. Like there's no matches for me. I don't rate Eddie. I mean, he's I mean, there, there's one match I rated Eddie with. That was, that was against Punk. That, that, that's the only match I've seen with Eddie Kingston in that I'm like that. This is a really good match. Yeah, and to be honest, I've not seen much of his New Japan work. But I just associate him with Moxley, and next thing you know, they're sticking sort of like kebab sticks in their head. Yeah, like, I know. it's just like all in. It was. All in, that was the the biggest unison piss break ever. I mean, I, I did that. I piss break. I mean, we made jokes and even people around us laugh. It's like, how long do I have to take Moxie to bleed? And we were like, two minutes? And he bled like two minutes. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, I, I, yeah. Um, it was a bit, little bit of a spot fest, six man. Um, unfortunately, Ace made a few. Tanahashi made a few mistakes and, you know, went up to do, like, middle rope stuff and slipped and went, oh, like, everyone sort of, like, there was like that, oh, silence in the crowd and um, I think for me my takeaway from that match was I still don't really like Eddie Kingston as a worker probably a fantastic person a fantastic person fantastic on the mic but not that great in the ring oh man the guy can throw a promo oh he can he, he can. really amazing really I mean that's how he got the job in AEW originally because of his amazing promo yeah he, he, he he's a fantastic talker um and he knows he's not in the best wrestling shape. He made a joke of that tonight when everyone was sort of taking their jackets off. He pretended to pull down his singlet. Went, nah, nah, don't do that. He, like, spoon-fed himself, saying, like, yeah. food too much. Like, but I'm just not a fan of that style of um, that style of wrestling, you know. Um, 
with Eddie. I mean, Michael Oku was great, you know, but again, you're showcasing your your world champion in a six-man tag. Yeah. When really, they could have put him against someone like maybe Bone Soldier, who opened the show. Imagine Michael Oku and Bone Soldier as no. your opening match or or before the semi-main. Yeah, would have been awesome. Man. You gave them 20 minutes, would have been brilliant. Yeah, oh yeah, massive, man. So, Usually huge. I think a waste for Michael, Oku. Yeah, same Eddie here. Kingston was just there for the cheap pop. Um, Bullet Club, I don't rate Finn Lee. He just likes to spit at people, and I think he's out of shape. Uh, to me, the match, that was probably my thumbs down for tonight. Yeah, I agree with that, yeah. Same here, man, same here. I completely agree. Who won? Uh, Michael Oku, did you get the pin? Michael Oku got a roll-up. Yeah, that was the roll-up. Yeah, he got the roll-up. He got a pull smackage. He did, yes, a pull smackage. A pull smackage. We're going to roll them up. Oh,我的吧，我的吧，我的吧，我的吧，我的吧，我的吧，我的吧，我的吧，我的吧，我的吧，我的吧，我的吧，我的吧，我的吧，我的吧，我的吧，我的吧，我的吧，我的吧，我
I think he, he, him and Osprey had some really good matches they in had Japan had as well. They as had had as well. So yeah. Yeah, uh, this is easily my second favourite match of the season. Oh yeah, mine too. Mine too. Very, very close though. Oh, uh, massively close. Reason. Yes. And going on to that, the main event of the evening for the IWGP United Kingdom Championship between Will Ospreay versus our boy, Zack Sabre Jr. The British wrestling scene is in a wee bit of a pickle right now, and it needs me to step up. It's not me like to rub it in people's face or anything like, oh, British wrestling or anything along those lines. Just, I'm, I'm very, very proud. This championship means I am the best in the world, and I have proven that. I have beaten them all. And Zach, the two guys that were the backbone of British wrestling, Will, there's no doubt you and I are the best British wrestlers in the world. Let's find out for that belt. Since 2004, since I was 16 years old, I've led the British wrestling scene as a British wrestler, as a technical wrestler. Will Ospreay is a moron. He'll never be defeated. British wrestlers in New Japan Pro Wrestling and two of the best in the world. My name is Will Ospreay and I am on another level. I've been at the top of British wrestling for close to two decades now. The best wrestler in the world right now, Will Ospreay. Let's find out, Will. Let's find out. I mean, the reason I call him our boy is because he's from Kent and it's actually beautiful, it's fucking awesome. I shouted out, let's do it for Sheppy, and someone did turn around and laugh. Oh, yeah. And also, as well, the amount of crowd cheering for both, screaming for both, there was a huge fuck, fuck the Tories chance, and I'm like, hell yeah, anything that was against those bastards, I'm very happy about you. That was quite funny, that fun story. And then you can see, it was just saying, we're spray dancing, exactly Virginia laughing at it up and stuff, and I thought that match was just insane. At one point, I needed to go to the toilet, I was like, Fuck it, it's a bit of a long to go. And I was like, did I miss much? No, I was like, thank you, Lord. Because I didn't want to miss any of the match because it was so good. The crowd were in it every step of the way. Yeah. There was no silent moment. The crowd stood up several times. They yeah. were like, the moves were insane. Every move meant something. Zach Sabre Jr. is this te technical wizard. Will Ospreay is, even though he's gone down a bit and he's high flying this, he's still, in my opinion, one of the best in the world like ever. He's so good. And I love the fact as well, like that he laughed about the tattoo and when people chanting about the tattoo and stuff. Oh, at the end, he yeah. took it at the, at the end and that kind of thing. And I thought for me, I know the previous match we spoke about was great. This match for me is one of my matches uh, of, of the night for me. One of my matches of the year. I believe it should it's definitely a five star match. And it's one of those matches I believe as well is something that if no one's ever watched wrestling or they want to see good good British wrestlers wrestle. Yeah. This match is that because, you know, you have some great hard-hitting action, 
Both men are loved by the crowd. Even though technically both men are supposed to be heels, but we don't care. We want to cheer for our we're guy. We're at home, so... Yeah, we're home. and It's just great to see these two men show to the world, in, you know, especially Japan, America, etc., why British wrestling is seen for many people, some of the best wrestling in the entire world. Yeah. I mean, I do second everything you said. And in terms of the actual match, what I liked about it and when I saw the two, like the card come up and I thought, okay, well, you've got Sax Sabre Jr. who's a technical mat wrestler and then you've got Will Ospreay that's formerly an aerial assassin but he's now a, um, he's working more of a, a, in a way, a bit more of an American heavyweight yeah. kind of style. Um, what I liked about the match is it kind of started off and it was really, obviously most matches you have the you know, when I used to like do it, like you, you don't start off going straight in with like strikes. You do sort of like chain wrestling, and when you've got someone like Zack Sabre Jr. leading that, and then it led into like the final of the match. And I'm not meaning disrespectful. Will Ospreay's in, been in a lot more higher tier matches than he's used to. Probably called in the match. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Um, and I think having Zack Sabre, it was literally like. It was perfect because Zack Sabre Jr. was probably calling the start of the match, mm-hmm. the whole technical ground game. And when it got going and going and going, I bet you any money Osprey was like, now we do this. Bring yeah. it calm down. Right, do something. Slow it down. Speed it up. Slow it down. It was absolutely poetic. It, like you said, if no one's ever watched professional wrestling, especially being English as well, British, um, this is 100% worth a watch. Like... This is probably one of the best British matches I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah, me too, me um, too. I've seen some good stuff on NXT, but this really was fantastic. Right, oh, totally. It felt uh, like, to me, like an analogy that Chris Jericho used against his match against Punk. It felt a lot like, in a sense, Stairway to Heaven. It started off slow, and then it got better and better and faster and faster and faster. And for me, the time flew so much. Like, the, the time just flew. Yeah. It didn't, uh, you know, when I was saying 10 minutes had gone, I was like, that really? 10 minutes have gone? I thought it was longer than that. It yeah. was such a good match. And yeah, yeah, for me, five stars. My match of the night and my two MVPs as well, probably those two men. I mean, this was like an hour draw. Like, it wasn't an hour draw. It had an hour time limit, so you knew that was going to the end. But when they was like, 30 minutes, have I, I, I was like, oh, can't it be 10 minutes have gone? Because it was that yeah, good. Yeah, it like, was, it, man? I could so, say, so good. If they were still wrestling right now, I'd be loving it. I was watching for, and they could do an hour draw. Right. Oh, they really could. Yeah, they really could. And you can tell the chemistry and the respect they have for each other. They put on that great match as well. And then yeah, yeah. after the match, we had a Will Ospreay shake. Oh, not shake, but Zach and Genie kissed uh, Will Ospreay. And then, Zach, then Will Ospreay did that a really a good promo. It was, wasn't it, man? It was so, so cool. It was kind of like, not, not the passing of the torch, as it were, but you can see that love and respect for each other because you've got to think they've had so many great battles especially in Rev Pro yeah they've done a lot Japan. for the British wrestling scene I mean yeah, you know you, you had your giant haystacks and you had your sort of like big daddies and, you know the, the world of sports stuff but wrestling now is so big and kind of like it's so interconnected and they work a lot in Japan to mm-hmm. get eyes on the products and then they come back home and they're bringing Japanese wrestlers across and everyone's working together um, I mean Coming back to the match, we lost Bray one clean. Yeah. Which I'm quite surprised considering he had the other guys around the ring. I was thinking, are they going to interfere? But they didn't inter- interfere at all, which I'm quite surprised about. Yeah, I must admit, when they come out, I was thinking, 
please don't start interfering with the match. I just want to see these two go and yeah. tell a story and give me a clean winner, which they did. And like you said, after like with Osprey won, he um, here with a uh, Stormbreaker and won. When that finally, finally happened after them folks finishes, like you said just then, they went to shake hands, and and you know Osprey held his hand out, and Zach sort of pushed his hand away and gave him a kiss on the cheek, and it wasn't cocky, it was love you, bro. It was yeah. it was great. It was, and he and, and, and Zach walked away. He went to the backstage. And he left Osprey out there to do his thing. And it was absolutely brilliant. It was. So, so good. And we're going to put it onto the YouTube channel as well as the podcast feed. Uh, Will Osprey's um, ending thing as well. So, like, his, yeah, his, post-match. his post-match thing, which uh, was really, really cool. And, yeah, that was the end of the night. Great, great show. Amazing show. Final two matches. Some of the two best matches ever. And stuff. If, if you guys want to watch a good rep, uh, New Japan slash Rev Pro show, I recommend this. Um, obviously, Richie, uh, what would be your, obviously, we know about our, each other's uh, match tonight. What would be your MVP? MVP of the night, I would say Zack Sabre Jr. Um, for me, Zack Sabre Jr., <laughs> yeah, I, I love Zack Sabre Jr., I always have. And yeah, he's a Ken lad, so are we. Oh, yeah. But I think. His technical ability in the ring should be boring in the fact that ground wrestling isn't like aerial wrestling or like fast-paced cruiser rates. And he's one of the most technical wrestlers out there. And I watch him and still in absolute awe of what he can do. Oh, yeah, me too. There was a few moments. Um, me and you were like, oh, oh yeah. You know, he hear the crowd like wincing. And, yeah. Yeah. Able to control Osprey like he does, using his body and stuff. and Contortionist, yeah. yeah. He's, he was my MVP as well. Oh, that's great. So we ended up with the same MVP. It wasn't Will, it was exactly. Zack Sabre Jr. Yes. Yeah. So overall, Richie, when it comes to the other shows that we've watched, where would you kind of put that to the, all the other shows? Um, I, I would probably put it up quite high up, especially, especially for the last two matches alone. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would put it up higher. Um, and I thought, for me, the pacing was good. Oh, another question, sorry. Yeah. Was What do you think about the fact that most of the time there was an interval? Tonight was no interval. No, there weren't an interval. Um, it felt like a much quicker show than what it was. Um, I suppose, I'll tell you what, the venue made it quite easy to for where we sat to quickly run and get a drink or go for a week. I suppose oh, yeah. that's the arena. You've got multiple places. I mean, Red Pro at the York Hall. You go and get a drink or a Snickers bar, you're queuing for like forever. Oh, you are, it yes. absolutely dog shit for that. The staff are fucking so slow. But being an arena, I suppose, because it's an arena show and it was televised. Yeah, it, it was, was, yeah. It was being streamed to New Japan World. You can't have an interval. You don't watch Smackdown and then go, right, we're in half hour break. We're going to put the news on for half hour. It was a constant show, so I liked it. I thought the pacing worked well. In terms of where I'd put it, I'd put it up high. I'd put it next to um, Uprising when it was the Bullet Club night. It had the same kind of feel as that, like a big show. Um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. For me, out of 10, I'd give it a solid 8. Yeah, me too. Solid, eight. solid 8, solid 8. Great, great matches, great crowds, amazing semi-main and main. Yeah, definitely be there, Richard. Perfect. Perfect. So, yeah. 
Anything else you want to talk about before we um, sign off? No, just uh, want to apologise. I've been away for a while and um, this is my comeback episode and I'm really, really excited to get this WrestleMania um, sort of like string of podcasts going and, you know, uh, financial crisis and we might not be able to go to many shows as we'd like, like to, to go to, but we're going to try and I'll tell you what, Mark, we'll have a talk off the podcast, but maybe we should go half sunlight. Maybe one of us do New Japan World and the other you know, one of us does Red Pro On Demand and maybe we do um, a few shows if we don't attend. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, you know, like, I loved it before when we did the watch along of um, one of the Rev Pro shows, you remember? Yeah, we've done a watch along of Rev Pro and we've also done um, a watch along with another show during lockdown. So, yeah, um, yeah that's what I want to say. Um, we're going to be back, we're going to be more current and we're going to be a lot more frequent. Yes, yeah, because obviously uh, with the podcast, as you know, I'm doing a lot more podcasts on the feed and stuff. Now I'm not just focusing too much on the YouTube and the shorts and all like that. Focusing back on the podcast, making back for you guys. And yeah, I hope you guys will like this stuff and enjoy our Red Pro show we're going to start doing, as well as hopefully in the future after WrestleMania 1 to 40, we're going to go back to do the uh, the good, the bad, and the bischoff that we started all those years yeah. ago. Uh, yeah. You're going to hear me and Tony doing more retro rivalry. Same thing with me and him. So busy doing our work and stuff. So, yeah, we're going to do more stuff in general together. Yeah, it's going to be a big push for the podcast. You know, Tony's working with Mark on other projects. Mark and I do the wrestling. We've got Jess, who's um, not part of the podcast, but she's one of our kind of like friends that comes to the show. So, maybe we can get her input on some stuff. And, you know, it's, it's going to be an exciting time for the podcast. And, um, yeah, we're really going to give it a push. So 2024 it's is going to be awesome. It really it is, is indeed. really, really is. And that, guys, was Naya Wrestling. We have been your amazing hosts. As always, Mark Spester, along the main man, Richie Filmer. Um, anything you want to plug at all to the pizza, Richie, before we uh, do the proper, like, see you later, always remember kind of bollocks? Yeah, there's one thing I would say. I'm going to roll you up real tight, mate. Talk smack it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Peace. Peace.